This is Tech Transforms. I'm Carolyn Ford. Each week, Mark Sinell and I talk with top influencers to explore how the U.S. government is harnessing the power of technology to solve complex challenges and improve our lives. Thank you for joining us on this special episode of Tech Transforms, sponsored by Dynatrace. We had the pleasure of speaking with Raven Manuel, Senior Application Developer at the National Museum of African American History and Culture, an Army veteran in November of last year. Following our regular recorded episode, Raven spoke to us about her opinion on some topics surrounding our history and culture in America. When I went to the museum, when I got there, I felt I felt like a little bit like an intruder. Like mm. I had no right to be there. Have you, has, can you talk to that? Have you talked to other people that have felt that? Yes, I have. One of my really good friends, Chelsea, she, we were talking, she's, we, I do, um, I make costumes. And so, and I make costumes for, for Renaissance Fair. Yeah. <gasps> Shut up! I I want to see yeah. pictures. Okay, but go back to yeah, the anyway. Scene. Yes, I I'm there. I don't even let my kids see pictures of me in my costumes, but it's I love it. So we were like getting ready. I was making her costume, and she was just telling me how uncomfortable she feels. She's not African American. She's um Caucasian American, and she was telling me how she is confused about what to do because she has so much empathy for what's going on, like with Black Lives Matters, with whatever. Um, and there are certain people in um, African-American community that will embrace people who are trying to understand. Then there are other people who actually will make you feel like you feel, Carolyn, like you'll never understand. So don't even try to understand. And she's like, well, what do I do? I don't want to come like I'm condescending. I don't want to feel like whatever. And I... Um, I think that what you do is because I don't want, I think that part of that is guilt that you feel some sort of guilt for something that you had nothing to do with, right? You, you didn't have anything to do with it. You have a big heart and you have so much empathy that you just want to understand and not even understand because I don't think like I could never understand anyone that went through the Holocaust. Like, I don't feel like I could do that. But I didn't mm -hmm. feel like I, I didn't belong in that museum, right? I didn't feel like I didn't belong in that museum yeah. because it was an experience that I wanted to see. What, and I, I was stationed, I was in the army and I was stationed actually in Germany and I went to um, Dachau and mm. that is a place. Mm -hmm. um, but to get a better understanding of that culture, of that society, because that culture and that society makes up our culture and our society. And we engage, I engage like in New York, I have a lot, like I engage with people who had grandparents that were, um, had to deal with things from the fallout from the Holocaust. Um, I learned that my grandmother, this hurt me to my soul. This is why I became like what's called woke. My grandmother told me that um, she was, a, they were in North Carolina and her, my mom, and my mom was little, and my uncle, they were not allowed to sit in the front of the bus. Now, for, for up until that point, 
I understood that that's what happened, right? I, I understood that from a um, educational perspective, from a, like a perspective. But when my grandmother told me that she and my, like my mother, like my mm-hmm. mother, Personal. you felt, yes, yeah, yeah. I did. It, I was like, like I couldn't because that's the generation just before me. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's just before me. Um, and so, and to, like, so you can't feel um, that you don't belong because wherever your background is, right. And where most of us are all mutts, most of it, right. Right. We are, like, I'm a totally complete between. mutt. Yeah. I, I am too. My, um, my father's side is Portuguese as nothing. Like I have just, it's like really crazy. Well, I feel like your eyes are green, aren't they? They are. Are they blue? Bluish. Yeah, they're yeah. bluish. But they. Yeah. Turn, how can you see? Know. How can you? How can you see? Into okay. the I'm not as old as you, dude. Oh, there. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I see that now. Yes. Yeah. They kind of change colors depending on what I'm wearing. But yeah, like whatever your background is, right? That's going to be your history. Um, yeah. Ford is actually British, isn't it? That's that's yeah. Be well, it traces all the way back to Ireland. So. Yes. And so there's a story there, right? Mm-hmm. There's a story there. And so if there was a museum, which there probably is somewhere in England or Ireland about that, then that would be like your people, right? Mm-hmm. That would be something that you could embrace. But would you want people to know what your people went through? Yeah. That is what, that's what the museum is about. It's letting people know what our people went through. Yeah, And nobody, like, I didn't feel like anybody yeah. was putting that on me. It was my right. story and it yeah. was really hard. And I went with my friend who's also Caucasian and we were both, you, you know, surprisingly, we were one of the few Caucasian people in the museum at the time. And part of it too was I felt like it was so hard to get tickets. I was like, Mm. I'm stealing a seat that maybe somebody else should get first. That there was, uh, there was all of that story going on. I, I definitely, I can definitely understand. I definitely understand that. I mean, but you, it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. It's the it's the way it is where we are. It's where we came from. And if those things didn't happen, then other things wouldn't have happened, right? That's why Dr. King is like my, if you would have asked me who is my favorite person, a human being would have been Dr. King and my grandfather, but Dr. King, because he wasn't about African-Americans only. He was about everybody. He wanted everybody um, to experience this type of freedom. Um, And I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. Like, that's actually my thing. It's like, what's happening? Like how things are going? I don't know. I don't want to be pessimistic and say that it's going to continue to down this bad path. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I don't know. I think we live in this, you know, we live in the microcosm of what's happening every minute, you know, and social media amplifies yeah. it. And I feel that way too. And then I try to say, look, you know, cause I want to be positive. And mm-hmm. I say, so I got to step back and say, look, try to think of things on a bigger picture, you mm-hmm. know, like when, in the political environment today, you're like, this is so caustic, you know, and it, and, and you get so, you get so, I get so like wrenched with it. And it's yeah. like, you know what, if you could only step back and say in a couple of years, this is, you know, read think, the broken things, earth series. Oh yeah. Is it dystopian? See, by the way, Raven, she 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 does this every time. She waits until we're done. She goes, okay, we're done. 
And then she asks these really good questions, and you, we get this really good stuff going on. Like, I mean, this, we can. This still should use all be it. included in the in the podcast. And we and can she, still she does we it can every use time. it if Raven, you're okay to use it. Yeah, I oh, just, yeah. It was a hard question for me to ask, yes. so I needed to like. But it's all good. It's it. I think it's great. I it's think it's a great, great question. Stuff. Yeah, it is because you do it every I, time, Carolyn. I mean, but uh, there every there are people, lots of people who feel like you. They mm-hmm. they feel like you do. Mark, where are you from? You have a great accent. What I'm are, from North Carolina. Doesn't he? Oh, he does. Yeah. That's the only reason North, I have him on the show. And and, 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 and my and my um and Sunel and, and as you were talking about, you asked Ford, and I wanted to tell my story, but I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, yeah, go so ahead. It's a made up name because my grandfather came over from Italy, and his name was Simeone, and he came over. He oh, stowed wow. away on a ship to America when he was 13 years old and the ship went to New York because he wanted to see America and he gets off the ship in New York city and he goes checking things out. He comes back and the ship's gone and <laughs> oh my gosh, ship's gone 13 and he never went home. He never went home. They, they, they got an interpreter. They figured out he had a brother that had come over to America years before they put him on a train. They shipped him off. He never, he never went home and he changed his name. He changed his religion. He changed everything. Why did he change his name? Yeah. Why did he change his name? Because back then at the turn of the century, being Italian wasn't as cool and chic as as it is today. Yeah. Yeah. So being Italian is cool. It was, you you were, you know, people, you were, you know, prejudiced against and, and he didn't want to be Italian, you know, so he wanted to be American. So he didn't allow Italian to be spoken in the home. Oh. You know, all this kind of stuff, because whenever they would get together with the Italian relatives, they'd all speak Italian. And my dad was like, you know, he never, my grandfather never, he said, you were American, you know, you're, you speak English. And, and, uh, and he didn't, you know, so that's, that's my story. See, we're keeping that in. Look at that. Everybody I know people's stories. That's, in, people's that's story. incredible. Yeah. I know. And you would speak Italian with a North Carolina accent. I wonder what that sounds like. I, I really don't. I really don't speak Italian. I never learned it. I did learn. I did learn how to speak Southern. though. So, yes, you that. do do Southern. You do yeah. Southern um, really well. It's not even it's like smooth Southern. It's like <laughs> it's just kind of like in there. You don't even like yeah. don't even know you're doing it. Well, I've, I've, I've been I've been up here for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's hysteria I, I like from a from new york perspective i i went to um when i went to the military it was the first time i even dealt with the south it was in south carolina i went to um whatever that horrible it's kind of called it's uh the uh, old oh, oh you mean down in um um columbia uh, it was okay. in columbia south Fort Jackson, Fort Jackson, South Carolina. It's kind of culture shock, I bet. Yeah, it was. I was first of all, I was in all-girl Catholic school for high school, and then I um, I grew up. I didn't grow up around African Americans. So, Carolyn, I actually your story is actually my story because I feel uncomfortable around African Americans because they don't. Um, mo- except for the people I work with, um, but a lot of African Americans, they think that I am like. I am not being true to my race mm. um, because like I, my mom's big thing was education. So we went to school and whatever, and I didn't learn slang because I wasn't allowed to go outside. So if you talk to me slang, I have no idea what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a lot and I'm just kind of like that. So I feel uncomfortable around African-Americans. I feel like they judge me. Um, mm-hmm. But when I went to wow. South Carolina, wowzers, first I was scared to death. 
because I knew that I was below the Mason-Dixon. I was like, this is below the Mason-Dixon. I think I know that this is it. And then in the military, at the, um, and it was in the 90s, they were actually racist. Like everybody was racist. Yeah. Um, African-Americans did not hang out with um, Caucasian-Americans. Caucasian, I mean, and I had segregated. no group to blow with. Yes, it was so segregated. You know, you know I, 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 I hear you there. And, you know, I grew up in North Carolina and then like, you know, after college, I moved to Richmond and I felt like, I'm like, Richmond feels more Southern to me than where I grew up in North Carolina. It was bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I've been to Richmond. Richmond gives me a weird feeling. I I really, Mm. I don't know what it is about that place, but it, it's, um, it has a weird feeling to it. That's interesting. Interesting perspective. I mean, it's got it's it's definitely got a lot of history. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and it's got a lot of racial history. Yeah. Because it was because Richmond was the capital of the Confederacy, right? Right. Um, and but it's also got a very cool vibe that you 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 may not get on the surface, but you know, like Virginia Commonwealth University is this mm-hmm. art. It's an art art university, and so oh, there's a lot that. of. Yeah. And um, big art school. And so there's a lot of cool vibe kind of that that interlaces through there that um, mm. you don't catch on the surface. You know, when you when you drive through, you're not you're not seeing any of that. Um, but when you live there, you can you get you can get into that vibe and a lot of like really cool restaurants, ethnic restaurants and things like that, that you're like, oh, I never never didn't see that coming. You know, um, I didn't know that. I'll have to spend a weekend there then. Well, if, I mean, if it creeps you out, don't go. <laughs> I don't know. Hampton creeps me out. Hampton, Virginia creeps me out. My friend lives there and I'm like, oh, this place is scary. Like it's it's actually really scary sometimes because when you know about that, that there's that racial tension, you like you just don't know. And I, I told my um, sister and my daughter, I was practicing of what I would do if a cop stopped me because I went for a walk around my friend's neighborhood and um, they're very rich and it was like one of those neighborhoods and um and then the next neighborhood was not so rich it was a little bit um like the socioeconomic stratus was a little bit lower and I was like so if I get stopped by a cop or some cop comes to me what am I going to do I was going to scream my head off and say don't hurt me raise my hand like whatever and oh, I was man. like yeah I was I was like so scared and I was like why are you <sighs> so scared if that's where we are right like that's where we are and it's just I don't know that there's, I like your positive attitude, Mark, about it. Like, you know, well, I try it's, it's self-preservation, you know, it's like, um, otherwise I get too stressed out, you know? So I try to say, look, you know, the, look at the world, look at the things. And, you know, I can imagine like what people felt like in the moment during the civil rights movement exactly. uh, about how they felt about different things. And you look at it now, you're like, Oh yeah. And look at the big picture. This is all this, this positive change that took place and all these good things. Yes. And you're like, yeah, but you know, living in the moment, it wouldn't have been like that at all. Exactly. You know, it would have been a, a very intense, you know, uh, situation. So I try Hopefully to think, we- you know, look, yeah, things, yeah. things will get better, you know, um, over time, you know, they as, are because as, they are getting better over time. Yeah. It's just incremental, yeah. right? They it's are just that, like we're we're kind of spiraling, and then we spiral this way, and then we kind of yes, you know, they are. Hey, I have one more question for you before we yeah. have to go. Yeah. Um, were you army? Yes. And do you cool. mind if we use that in? Your Absolutely, title? Not. very proud of it. <laughs> Excellent. 
Um, yes. Carolyn's dad was army, right? Were you? Was it yes. US? And when you were talking about how racist it was, I mean, I'm, you know, dad's my hero, love him. And he was horribly racist. Like the phrases that I grew up saying, I didn't yeah. know what they meant. Um, and they were part of my vocabulary because my dad used them all. Yeah. And really funny, he also had really close friends of different ethnic backgrounds, different colors, and he was still intensely racist. I didn't That's know that crazy. as a kid. Right. Looking back, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look, but, looking but, back, I can yeah. see a lot of that, you know, growing up in North Carolina, I, I see a lot of that, you know, with, you know, how I was raised and, um, you know, just the, the area that I grew up in, you know. Yeah. We, I mean, we didn't know. Yeah. And you know what? My, my grandmother, when I would meet uh, growing up in the Bronx and she was there and like, I'd be like, Oh, Nana, I met blah, 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 blah. Her first question was always what color they were. I was like, mm. why does that matter? Yeah. But now I know why now I know why. Cause she grew up in the era of Emmett Till. Like she was in that era. And I was like, and it took I me a while to understand why. Living in the moment, it's gotta be a different experience but i think of you know i think of and i was listening i was listening to uh, bill maher talk about this recently mm -hmm. on, on his show um we're making progress we're making progress and there, i think people there you know people are i'm not going to say enlightened because i mean not you know we, no. we but we are not gonna be, but we're look making, at this conversation that we're yeah, having right, making, now right, i mean uh, this yeah, is progress yeah. this is progress because we can have this conversation right and be okay mm -hmm. with it it's like yeah. great and be yeah. comfortable with it. It is it, what we are, right? It is right. part of the world we live in. So let's yeah. embrace it. It is. Yeah. And like, I mean, and to bring it all round circle is that that's the whole purpose of our museum is mm. to make those uncomfortable conversations happen, right? To be able to, here it is. This is not pretty. We can't change it. Let's just talk about it and figure out how we move forward because what we've been doing isn't working, apparently, right? Because yeah. I love that. that way. We're using that too. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Everything. You're awesome. Well, this, was, this was great. Thanks, yeah, thank was. you so much. Thank you again, Raven. We cannot thank you enough for your service to our country and dedication to representing our history. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tech Transforms. Please like and follow us on social media. We'll be back next week. Thanks for joining Tech Transforms. Please post a review, share this episode, and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter.